Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Addicted to Busy podcast, where we talk all about work-life balance for busy property managers. Today, I wanted to share some love from Fallon on Instagram, and she said, I learned so much from you yesterday. I didn't realize all the things I was doing was contributing to my own burnout. Thanks for the tips and tricks, and I will definitely be applying them in my life. Thank you so much for the kind words, Fallon. It really means a lot to get some feedback on my presentations. If I'm not mistaken, I think Fallon heard me speak at the most recent BOMA event. And I gotta tell you, when I do public speaking events, I typically only get 50 minutes to give a speech. And it can be really, really difficult to condense everything down to those 50 minutes. I try my best to get the most impactful tips that I can within that time, but as we know, creating work-life balance has hundreds of different facets, and that is why I have this podcast here. So that said, if you need a speaker for your apartment association or upcoming luncheon or manager's meeting, please reach out to me. I love, love, love talking about all things work-life balance, productivity, and efficiency. So today's episode is actually a follow-up to episode number 29. So you agree, you think you're really pretty. Now you don't need to listen to that episode first in order to listen to this one, but if you haven't heard it, I do encourage that you go back and listen to it. This one seemed to resonate really well with managers and in it, we discussed projection. So as a review, projection is when a person takes their emotion and places it on somebody else. Now, people tend to project onto one another when they have a desire that they aren't capable of acknowledging in themselves, or if they have a negative emotion that they don't know how to process on their own. Now, this can get very, very tricky when it happens in between a supervisor and a subordinate. As property managers, we are all well aware of the realities that come along with this job and how stressful it can be to maintain our properties while also keeping the team happy. But when an individual manager takes those emotions out on their employees and projects them onto other people, it has serious repercussions for everyone involved. As an employee, it can be challenging to recognize when your boss might be projecting on you. Now keep in mind, projection is a defense mechanism. In the workplace, this can manifest as a boss projecting their insecurities onto you or maybe attributing their mistakes to team members rather than taking responsibility for them. The difficult part lies in how subtle this can be. Your boss might not overtly shift the blame or belittle you, but rather they might make subtle comments or gestures that hint at their underlying feelings. 
Again, it's the subtleness that makes this really hard to define. If you have ever walked away from a conversation feeling a little bit off, but you can't quite put your finger on why, you might have experienced someone subtly projecting on you, or as we'll talk about today, they might have also been posturing. I remember being a young little leasing agent with absolutely no clue what I was in for in the years to come. And just like any young person in a new industry, I was super naive and super impressionable, right? I recall being at a property manager conference with my skip level manager, and I wanted so badly to make a good impression. At that conference, the group that I was with ran into other property managers and other regional managers from other companies. And one thing that I noticed was that they constantly talked about how many doors they had or how much square footage they have. At the time, I was in awe. I really looked up to these individuals and when they were sharing how much inventory they had, I knew that I wanted to be like them. I wanted to be someone who was managing all of those doors and all of that square footage. Now, truthfully at the time, I didn't really have any frame of reference for what those numbers actually meant. I just assumed that they were important. So I got it in my head that the goal was to get as many doors or as much square footage as possible. Now let's flash forward about 10 years later, multiple properties later, a switch into office management later, a coaching certification later, and a little bit more life experience later. Again, I was at a different conference with a group from my office, and I remember we were hanging out at the hotel bar, and it was gorgeous. We had just had brunch, the conference was at this fancy resort, and again, my skip level manager was there, different manager this time. And they were talking with some of their colleagues when the topic of square footage came up. Now I noted that my manager's colleague had more square footage than they did. And very quickly, my manager started touting all of the buildings that they had under contract. In that moment, I did not feel in awe. I did not admire them at that moment. It felt icky. It felt really, really yucky. And the reason why is that my manager was posturing. They weren't talking about the buildings that they had under contract in an effort to keep conversation going. They were talking about the number of buildings that they had under contract because they were being competitive. I think we've all been here before when we listen to someone speak and on the outside the words that they're saying don't seem to matter much. But then there are times where you can tell people are speaking in an effort to cover up their insecurity. Posturing is often used as a psychological means of gaining power, control, or influence over others. It's an act of trying to appear more important or knowledgeable than someone actually is in an effort to gain respect or admiration from others. So said another way, posturing is when you're speaking, not in an effort to add to an already great conversation, Instead, you're speaking in an effort to make an impression upon someone. Now, this isn't to say that we should judge people who share their stats and share the number of doors or square footage they have. 
Absolutely not. We want to love on those people extra hard. People unconsciously posture themselves for various reasons. For example, some people might use it to gain favor with their peers in, in order to make themselves look better than they really are. Other people might use it as a form of self-protection or as a way to ward off criticism or maybe even just avoid difficult conversations about their flaws or weaknesses. Posture is sometimes used as a way for people to just simply try and fit in. Just like projection, posturing is a defense mechanism. And I think that we can all relate to the desire to want to protect ourselves from social pain. When we talk about posturing, there's one thing that I wanna make sure is very, very clear. And it's that when we talk about coaching or when we talk about doing your own thought work, it's not about getting all of the other people around you to act different. Yes, it is very uncomfortable when someone projects on us or when someone's posturing around us, but we have no control over that person. We only have control over our experience of them. That's why when we open this conversation, I'm going to invite you to focus on identifying when you project and when you posture yourself. And this is a process. First of all, you have to become aware of it. You have to be open to giving yourself feedback that might not feel good. And once you get there, you have to be able to forgive yourself and evaluate what happened. After you've done all that, now what we want to do is start anticipating when this might happen in the future and start showing up as your future self. For those of you who keep showing up in the same way time after time, even though it's not the way that you want to show up, I'm going to invite you to do some future self work and imagine how your highest and best self does show up in these situations. Sometimes the reason why we keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, even though we don't want to, is because we simply haven't taken the time to identify exactly how it is that we want to show up. Every week I give you journal questions because I want you to be able to truly internalize this work. My clients are excellent at recognizing posturing and projection because they've done their own deep dives into when they were posturing and projecting. When you can get close to your own humanness and your own flaws, you end up becoming wildly accepting, not only of yourself, but of others. And it's easier to have compassion for people. And once you have compassion for people, that makes everything else easier. Others want to be around people who don't judge other people. People want to work harder in places where they feel free to be themselves and to make mistakes. Part of creating that environment for others starts by recognizing it and creating it for yourself. Listen, you cannot change what others will do, but when you change your reactions, you do somewhat force other people to change. Now you don't get any say in what that change in other people will be, but at least you have taken ownership for getting yourself out of your own loops. Listen, I'm not going to ask you to do anything that I myself wouldn't do. I am guilty of posturing as well. I think a lot of you have heard me tell the story about how I made the shift from residential management into commercial management and that in order to do that, I needed to take a title demotion and a pay cut. Now at the time, that title demotion was kind of a hit to my ego. 
climbing the corporate ladder was very, very important to me. So stepping down to an assistant role, it felt like a step back, even though consciously I knew that it wasn't. Titles meant something to me at the time. Now, I laugh about it today, but the other thing was that the pay cut was also a personal ego blow. I didn't handle this very gracefully. I was very open with people in my industry and even in my personal life that I had consciously taken this title demotion and pay cut. The reality was, was that I was never required to share my pay cut with anybody. As far as anybody would have known, I could have taken that job and they wouldn't have known that I was getting paid less money. I started telling people because I wanted to make myself seem more noble. It was almost as if to say, hey, look at me sacrificing myself and my paycheck for the sake of experience in this industry. I cringe now just thinking of it. But I couldn't see that that's what I was doing at the time. It wasn't until about a year after I had said that to other people that I could recognize my behavior for what it was. I was posturing. Now the same might be true for you. Now that you know more about projection and posturing and what it is, you will likely find some of your own real life examples when you have done the same. So I just wanna let you know that this is totally fine. This is okay, nothing has gone wrong. And the first thing that you really need to do is just forgive yourself for being human. I honestly need to do (laughs) a whole entire podcast on self-forgiveness because when you start doing thought work and journaling, you do find some things about yourself that maybe you don't love. But that's the whole focus of this work is that we want to learn how to be more gracious and compassionate with ourselves. When you do that, you're also going to be more gracious and compassionate when you can see other people engaging this behavior. If this podcast resonated with you, I got to tell you, listening to a podcast about posturing is not the same as doing the work of reframing your mindset about posturing. It's not possible for me to cover absolutely everything in this episode because a lot of doing this work depends on your own personal story. So if you've been listening to me for a few weeks now and you've never tried out coaching before, what are you waiting for? I'm offering free coaching sessions so that you can experience the power of coaching firsthand. You can go and check this out at anahavalyana.com in that top right-hand corner of the website, click get free coaching. That's anahavalyana.com, A-N-N-A, J-A, V as invisible, E double L A N A dot com. All right, my friends, I love y'all. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.